Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on. Keeping on. Visit BaptistHealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Time now for the Sunday Morning Hangover with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville. ESPN 680 and 105.7. Honeymoon rhinitis. Sneezing might be more pleasurable than you think. Oh, yeah. No, I'm actually reading up on, on this right now that... The, it's called a sneeze gasm or something like that. Hey now, that uh, yeah, it's like it's like a mini like it, it's comparable to a mini orgasm when you sneeze. Well, there you go. We did it. I made it in time to get my water bottle in here. The dismount from Nick Valvano talking about sneezing and climaxing. We did it, Joe. Happy New Year's Eve, boys and girls. Welcome in. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. A beautiful, cold, little overcast day at the Laundry and Tan Connection. Neon sign is there. Mark with the C. Weinberg giving us a favorable forecast today. Zachy C. behind the glass here in The Liquor Barn Studios. I'm Phil Baker, Nick Kern, down in South Beach. Happy New Year's Eve to all. Hopefully everyone is going to uh, make some money on these bets. If your team got screwed like Louie's Lions. Boy, did they. Or maybe, depending on, or Maven's Lions. He's got a son that plays for him. Who actually ran a fake punt yesterday and threw like a 20-yard completion. You know what's funny? My phone blew up with that. Like I've met Marcus's son a couple times. Great kid. It was like when he was playing at Tennessee, and now he's in the NFL. That's right. And it's so funny because it's like my phone blows up for proxy from like just knowing Marcus. And I But it's funny to hear other people like that are just like, man, I know Marcus's son. Marcus's son. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's in the NFL. He loves Dan Campbell. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Rummage, congrats to you. Uh, the ref screwed the Lions, and I know uh, you are taking a victory lap around that. Zach, it's see- unfortunate they don't have a show tomorrow because I really would like to hear both of their reactions. So that, oh, they should have had a watch party, actually. Fear not. Uh, they, well, that's something we can work on with the ESPN Global Plus. We, I know we, we, do, we needed that on Friday. Well, look, you time. know what? Do you have a smartphone? Yes. You could have led that. I have an iPhone. You could have led that charge. Yeah, I should. Uh, my, I, I'm the Popeyes person on the bench. Um, when the, after a long day's work, after the free sandwiches were given out, or the Detroit Pistons uh, after their Friday stri- uh, that what tree. was a wing stop or yes, something? yes, I, I was. Um, everyone was in the. You know, I heard in suggest that on the the Kentucky post game show slash roundtable, and it's like, you know what, guys, you all have iPhones. You could do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some initiative that could be taken, but they need access. That's a learning moment. You're right. We should have done that. And we will next time. People were getting up. There was a delay from the conference room to the, the other side on the sales side. So we didn't know what was going on. The walls were paper thin during the drive with it is. It was a whole thing, but it was good. Insys Chili was really good. Appreciate uh, everyone coming down for that fun day for that. We'll react to everything. We'll react. We'll put a bow on the holiday bowl. We got some Jeff Brown sound from that. Expectations. For next season, what this season meant, the way things finished out. I know Zachy C's had an opportunity to talk with the guys at LSL as well as uh, our buddy uh, Louis Rabot mm-hmm. about everything from the week that was. So we'll regurgitate some of the things that I'm sure that you've said. Um, Want to talk about the Gator Bowl? Fun game. Like everyone talks about these meaningless bowl games and everything. That was actually a crazy drunk game uh, in the fourth quarter, I See, should say. My thought on that usually is I like the lower tier bowl games more than the New Year Six because the New Year Six teams, they're good enough that if they're not in the playoff they don't really have a whole lot of motivation and guys well that's easy out. for you to say for the, the way well, your ohio the ohio I, state I buckeyes really, yeah, performed we, there the but less said about that the better we're but gonna I, dive I like into the that. lower tier games because they care about the game. well and that's something else i want to talk about because you and i have been very passionate about everything that's transpired with florida state that's right uh and the performance that was yesterday and the narratives coming out of that are fascinating to it's me dishonest discourse well it, it's and look it, it's some of it it's i, I know it's very well i want to say tongue firmly and but look, it, th- that's the beauty of ESPN Wolf. You have differing opinions about that. We, I think you and I, I don't want to speak for you, Zach, so feel free to interject. And 437 is the UPS Jobs text line. I'm Phil Baker. He's Zach C. Nick is probably going to join in either, I don't know, maybe 1030, probably 11 o'clock. He's going to, he, he's at shoot around right now and he's trying to track down walls. But I know Zach C has opinions and he loves this time of year. It's you strike me as somebody who loves this time of year, but it's also sad. It's like double D with the the NFL playoffs. You're you're happy because it's like the 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 graduation of college football. But you love college football. It, it, the end is near. Yeah. Oh, college football has been dead to me for since the regular season ended. Yes. Okay. Like so. I'm ju- the playoff games. I'll watch the Washington Texas game. I, the Michigan Alabama game is my own personal version of hell. So I don't know if I'll actually. You'll watch, watch it. it. You're a junkie, Zach. Probably. You will watch it. We. You're like me, complaining about everything that transpired with Florida I'll get, State. Get and, my wrap, my uh, houndstooth hat. Yes. Roll Tide. Yo. Yes. Roll Tide. So so we'll we'll dive into that. All the tut away uh, the, the 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 takeaways from the games over the weekend. What it means for the local teams. Heading into next year, uh, we'll dive into that. The area teams, uh, you know, Kentucky played. I know you were on the postgame show on Friday night. We'll react Both to that. Of them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, well, yeah. You, you, you've earned, uh, you need a cot here for you and you and Leibs as much uh, content as you guys have been doing here. We're working on that. Yeah, we're working on that. We'll, I, we'll do bunk beds in the back of the ESPN Louisville Plus studios. Look I, at Dan I, Campbell I, being I a football the, man. In that case, I need the bottom bunk because, you know, I don't want to have to climb. You a bottom or I, top? So, well, I got to pee eventually, so I don't want to have to climb down a ladder to have to go to the bathroom, you know? <laughs> I see what you did. I, no Not comment. that there's anything wrong. Oh, so, okay, so let's do this. I can't, I, look, there, there's been three or four days to react to the Holiday Bowl. We'll react to that coming up here in a little bit. Gator Bowl, fun. Let's just talk about the bowl games over the weekend before we go in. I know just from a national standpoint of just the takeaways from that. And I know Strebel and our buddy Max Godby were having fun with that. Good old Mark Ennis. Good old Mark Ennis is just taking bows and bow and arrows from that. And the narratives that that come out of this. And I think there's a couple different conversations that you could have with the overall state of college football. And, And we've discussed this because we felt like it was getting dangerously close when you decided to leave an undefeated team out. And I understand everyone's going to point to the Jordan Travis thing, but the very thing I loved, I absolutely loved about this yesterday. And I think you and I are in agreement that although Georgia lost the SEC championship, 
I, I thought they were still the best team. Yeah. One, yeah it, All four of those teams are thrilled that yes, Georgia's not in the Exactly. Place. So, and, and that's not a slight thought for Florida State. I, I think it was more, I understand this is the four-team playoff model, and I know people are going to keep pointing to this, and I'm not here to regurgitate those things on all that. But I do find it somewhat humorous. And this isn't, I, I loathe, Zach, you, you know this about me, and I know you feel the same way too. You loathe the conference v. conference argument. Yes. It, it, it's, it's silly, but... I will say this. It was fascinating to see the Louisville fans come to the defense of the Florida States, uh-huh. even though they're trying to leave the conference. That's right. But I think it's it speaks larger volumes to the overall state of college football, which I understand everyone will be in and, and complain about everything from it wasn't fair to that. And yet you said, and this is just you in a microcosm. You're not going to watch the Michigan-Alabama game knowing good and well you are, in fact, going to watch. It's out of spite. Yes, exactly, because you love the sport. And it reminds me of a, of a few things that transpired just in the narratives that were coming out that, you know, maybe maybe they should get a Pop-Tart Bowl trophy at Florida State for uh, not allowing Georgia to score in that first drive. <laughs> you know, just, the, banner. just the, the participation trophy for that. But I, I think it goes to a larger volume of the very people that were criticizing Florida State for not being the same team without Jordan Travis are, in fact, using that metric with all the opt-outs as see, we told you so. Which is just the most dishonest discourse you can come and, up and with. And I understand what's going to be thrown back in the face is that Georgia had their second and third team. I get that. I, I truly get that. Zach, I'm going to reset this every time. I had David Hale. I had Adam Rittenberg on when we were filling in on the V show. That's and right. we both said that we felt like Georgia was the best team. And if they were going off the most deserving or on paper the best team, that Georgia should have been in. Yes. We, we said that at nauseum. Anchors that are on SportsCenter, that are do hits with the ACC network and everything. But, in fact, Alabama won the SEC championship. So th- this, is where it lay. Th- th- this is where it lies. Correct. It's just fascinating to me to see the, the uproar and the I told you so of everything that transpired with Florida State yesterday. Because it's quite frankly, and I want to talk to Kern about this, and we will an hour or two. I mean, Kern, you did the show with us. Mm-hmm. He said we should essentially boycott it. You kind of did they yesterday. Pretty much did. <laughs> hey, look, I, I know. And, and, and look, don't believe us honks if you want to tie us to the ACC Conference Champions, as I'm rocking a Purdue shirt right now, so my Big Ten alliances that I found at the Goodwill. Very comfortable, by the way. Um, no allegiances to Jeff Brom or any of the other things. I just saw it at Goodwill, new with tags on it. I'm like, I mean, it's two bucks Nike. I got to take it, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, if you're going to wear a Big Ten shirt, Purdue's not that uh, – it's pretty good. It's not pr- – it, look, I'm not proud of it. I'm just saying it, it's a very comfortable Nike dry fit, you know, undershirt. Anyways, or sweatshirt. But it, it goes back to just – what we've talked about at nauseum of just the state of college football, and I know it'll hide behind the sheet of, hey, there's going to be a 12-team playoff coming, and you know, you're know you not going to have this issue anymore. No. Yes and no. I think it's just going to be amplified of, like, did you see the mock uh, thing that when, when uh, Tessator and, and, and Palmer were kind of in the garbage time, and they were like, here's a mock 12-team playoff. And every, oh, yeah. There was going to be people that would be upset about this. Arizona would get a bye because they were one of the Power 5 championship um, you know, teams that won because, well, they were doing this with the logic that Washington wouldn't be in it next year and everything. But regardless of it, it's just it speaks to be the volume of the state of college football and how you can fix it from the standpoint of getting people. It, look, it's the Orange Bowl. Florida State players should have. 
I don't want to say I don't want to tell them they should have cared more because it's the Orange Bowl, but I understand their logic and reasoning, especially if you're a high NFL draft and what the committee in their eyes did to them by leaving them out. This no, is what you get. No, I completely support what Florida State did. They had 53 players or whatever it was opt out. It, there's absolutely no reason for those guys to be playing because the committee told them flat out, the games, they don't matter because they won all 13 of their games. They didn't make the playoff. So the committee told you flat out that those games don't matter. So all of a sudden, this game is supposed to matter and this game is supposed to be a referendum on Florida State. Bowl games are the worst way to determine strength of conference and the worst way to determine the strength of teams because you don't have the same team in the bowl game that you had at the end of the regular season and just people that are going to use this as the reason that Florida State should not have gotten in the playoff it's just it's dishonest Georgia's a great team and they're better than Florida State they Georgia in a 12-team playoff probably wins the national title again right I think I, I look at I me mean, see this is something that I've talked about uh, for a long period of time and I think uh, quite frankly they'll never say it in their darkest most intimate moments I think it's almost like a we talk about you, – you talked about this on LSL, and Ethan and Taylor talked about it as well. You essentially jump-started the Heisman campaign for Miller Moss during the Holiday Bowl. Yes, like, it, it just – regardless of what you think he'll do, you have some tape heading into the offseason and the record in the Holiday Bowl to jump-start and kind of provide that shock to give a little leap start of like, hey, Heisman campaign. Heisman campaign. I've seen this with Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar Jackson here locally where they've tried to jump-start some things of handing out some promotional notepads, things like that. Teddy for Heisman and things like that. So you can jump-start like that. I think college football is kind of in that mold too where Georgia – for what they've done, going for a three-peat, yeah. should have been given the benefit of the doubt. It's like, well, this this is, this is isn't the norm for them. No. If you're going off their logic of the four best teams. And I understand they're going to go the head-to-head. Okay, here it comes. You're so whiny. The games do matter. They also matter when your starting quarterback gets hurt and you're also no longer the same team. And it's not up to the committee to pick the best four teams. Here we go again with that. I'm just saying... I'm okay. We'll grant you that argument, but it was still used against them yesterday as the committee got it right, and they had how many players out? That's right. So if the committee's job is to pick the four best teams, why what, why isn't Georgia playing on New Year's Day? And there it is. So there. So it, by by that logic, you and I are SEC honks. If yes. anything, so that that's we're saying George is the best team in the country. Yes. And so plays you can't. It's it's just funny to see the narratives that were coming out of that and whatnot. But uh, look, some fun games. The bowl games. It was awesome to see the Gator Bowl. That was a fun one between Kentucky and Clemson. For those that said, "Oh, these meaningless bowl games." Well, let's be honest. They're TV products. ESPN events is its own. Peel back the curtain a little bit. You, you ESPN events has its own arm of programming that owns, I would say, 90% of the events. The only ones they don't own are the Holiday Bowl, which were on Fox. Shout out to Gus Johnson and his uh, ties to Louisville for that. I could have had a, I had a field day with that. And then the Sun Bowl on CBS. And then the other ones with the New Year's Six and the College Football Playoff Committee, those are its own thing. But ESPN owns the media rights to that. The other ones are all ESPN events. Isn't it odd how Louisville-USC gets on broadcast national television and the playoff doesn't? Because it's on ESPN. Well, yeah, no, it's funny because, yeah, it's the – because I guess the Outback Bowl and the Music City Bowl were on yesterday on ABC. Yeah. But the – yeah, that is – that's something that, like, with the BCS Bowl that's on there. But I guess they do it somewhat with the NFL for select games because they do the the simulcast with the the ABC ESPN event. Yeah, I've done it for Monday Night Football all year because of the writer's strike. Right. So, yeah, smart move by them. But – I think ultimately, when you look at the sport as a whole, and we'll play, and look, and don't take our, don't, don't listen to Zach and I. Kirby Smart said this yesterday at the post game uh, press conference, and we'll play some of that sound coming up too. Of just saying, college football needs to take a real hard look in the in the beer and decide what it wants to be. 
And that's not us. That's not a Zach and I. You can call him a Big Ten guy. You can call me an ACC guy, even though we're defending the SEC if they should have been in there. Uh, it's just the sport as a whole, and this is the recipe that you get. And guess what? Florida State cashing that check. Pat Forty did a great piece on SI.com. I encourage you all to read that, talking about how greedy just college football has become. No, you're, you're kidding. Yeah, it's, it's the last. College football is about money? No way. Okay, now the guy's agreeing with us. He said the committee definitely made a mistake. They should have put in Georgia over Texas. Okay, so now now we're back in his good graces, well, I think. <laughs> okay, so by that logic, then Alabama shouldn't have made it. Because uh, Texas beat them. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, adjust the college football playoff numbers every year to include the teams that should be involved. No, I mean, look, I, I don't know why they couldn't do that. They've, they've shown how gimmicky the sport is to begin with. Like, just say, hey, well, Fiesta Bowl. Here you go. You're in Peach Bowl, you're part of the New Year's Six, or the college football playoff now. But uh, the, the ship has sailed, and they're trying to get more and more media rights for that. 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. He's Zachy C. Zach Cantrell on Twitter. Your boy ZC on Twitter. I'm Phil underscore underscore Baker. Nick Kern down in beautiful South Beach. My, it was a Coral Gables, I guess, is where their basketball arena yeah, is. technically Coral okay. Gables. But Nick can still say, channel his inner LeBron, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Yes, so he is down there getting set for Louisville Women's Basketball. Coming up on 93-9, the Ville pregame begins around 3.30 or so on uh, there in the ESPN Louisville app. If you're driving around, we got you covered with the college football playoff games. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite things times of the year, just because you can't be just, depending on your life, you can't just be plopped in front of a TV for 12 hours. People, well, Zachy C's grinning at me. He's like, speak for yourself, brother. He's well, like... Uh, uh, around Christmas, yes, because I go in home. So yeah, I exactly. not do anything. So, but if you're driving around, the ESPN radio and the Westwood One broadcast, if you can't be plopped out, it's... I'm an audio radio nerd, so I love it. But the broadcast that like Mark Kessler does, he had for the... I believe it was uh, the Peach Bowl yesterday. Just great stuff. Uh, Kesty, big fan, fan of the V Show, too. Uh, it's great stuff there. But if you're driving around, we got you covered for the, all the games tomorrow um, and, and today if you're driving around Ravens and Miami. As I heard you say, and I agree with you, should be the Sunday night football game. It, it feels like you oh, should have flexed no that. Should have flexed that a little bit uh, on that front. So Yeah. Oh, my dad said uh, Lane Kiffin, he brought up a good point, which was he said no other sport does free agency start while the season's still going on. Yeah. A- A.K.A. the transfer portal. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I it, talked about this with uh, Louie. We did a bologna or salami. It was that they should push back National Signing Day back to February the way that it once was and have the portal after the season, which I think both of those things should happen. Guys should not. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, we're seeing guys from Texas, Alabama, Michigan. they are players leaving and going to the portal while their team has a chance to win the national championship because it's a, it's a necessity. I don't understand why... The portal is happening while the season is technically still going on. You, you need a czar, and yeah. we've said this forever. I mean, it's for college basketball. You, you need somebody that does it. We t- played the Chip uh, Kelly sound and talking about how there's no reason why the softball team should be traveling to, you know. Chip, that's what Chip Kelly said. Like, football needs right. to be its own separate thing, which I think we both agree. Yes. Football should be its own separate thing because there's no reason why the volleyball team or the soccer team or name your other sport should have to fly from Los Angeles to Piscataway, New Jersey. Like, it's different yeah. when you're playing one no, football agree, game a week. 
Uh, it's funny. This is the tweet that I was alluding to. Ennis tweeted out that I was going viral. I think he has over a thousand retweets of that. Kind of amazing in some folks' eyes. Florida State isn't the same Florida State from the first 12 games if Jordan Travis is gone. But this Florida State team, minus 40 guys, is an exposure of the Florida State team from the first 12 games. That's kind of how I feel about that. It's just, look, I think everyone knew what was going to happen. And I understand, and I've seen this on there. I've seen this from the Bear. I've seen it from Matt Jones, who comes up after us if you're on ESPN National uh, from uh, with him and Myron Metcalf, said as much where it's like it, it speaks more so to the culture of what Georgia and Alabama have that it has to play for there. But I, I, I would push back a little bit. I was like, do you think Georgia or Alabama, if ever go undefeated, would ever be left out? No chance, no. Exactly. And therein lies the logic. And look, I'm not going to we've done this ad nauseum with for after the college football playoff rings. We're not going to go back to that. But I understand had a whole week of shows to do. Yes. But but it's but I think but it's you it it resurfaces and it revisits itself and returns when you constantly see this using of against this moniker of I told you so. And I just think it's so disingenuous from the standpoint um, of like like saying taking a victory lap on this stuff. It's like, hey, the committee got it right. Okay, and no other sport does that more than college football. Yeah, exactly. None. Two six seven nine six eight is the phone number. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS Jobs text on seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive ten to noon time slot. So reminder coming up after us: Colts and Raiders twelve o'clock right here on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven over on ninety three nine The Ville. Our liquor barn coverage of the Ravens and Dolphins twelve thirty. That should be a fun one uh, coming up here in a bit. Then we'll probably cut out a little bit earlier for Louisville women's basketball taking on Miami and then Vikings and Packers for a little Sunday night football on all sticks if you were driving around. I think we're doing post game too uh, after that Louisville Miami game. I, I think do it's not James- know that. Okay, I think that's what James said. Also, uh, coming up tomorrow if you're driving around, no shows, but if you're not, we got you covered. We got the Citrus Bowl starting at 1230 on ESPN 680-1057. Oregon and Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. One o'clock on 93.9 The Bill. Alabama and Michigan Rolls Bowl on all sticks and Texas and Washington. Washington um, in the Sugar Bowl, 745. That is a late one. I think that's going to be closer to 845, actually. Um, it might be closer to 9. Yeah, that's going to be a late one for TV purposes. In uh, the Sugar Bowl, all that coverage presented by our good friends over at Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, YMCA of Louisville, and U of L Health. 437-9680 is the text song. Let's knock out some of these texts. Some people uh, giving a air hug to Pat Forty and saying they're such a big fan of him. I'm saying that very sarcastically. Uh, yeah, but the opinion of the day is that Alabama was better than Texas isn't crazy. Again, it's your your base. Look, play, Zach, right? don't get don't don't get worked up over it. This is <laughs> this is USA. This is like by that logic, we should just say two four seven recruiting rankings, that's and right. then that's what we should do with them. You're not going to convince them. Florida State defeat was the worst defeat by any college team in bowl history. Yeah. Yeah, Georgia and, has the record now for the two biggest blowouts in bowl game history, and it was the last two bowl games they played, the TCU game and this one. But guess what? TCU had an opportunity yes, to be in the playoff. So for yes, that. they did. And they beat Michigan. They yeah. earned their way in. So, look, uh, just before we get in hyper-local with some of the teams, Zach, you're a, you're a college football Freddy. That's right. Bowl season as a whole, if you were czar of everything, because it, it's something I want to talk with Nick about, and it's a, it's, it's a narrative that's been out there. Of folks are saying the system's broken. It, look, they're going to come out with great TV ratings as usual. Sure they are. But that doesn't mean the product out there is that, that. That strikes me as something that you're on cruise control, and you can just say, hey, we can do no wrong. We don't need to tweak it. We're great. And it feels like you're getting dangerously close to the line of like, uh, you're going to lose some people on that. I say that we, we bitch you complain about it. And we, we are still going to watch it. But the casual fans that aren't in it week in and week out, 
I'm curious what they can do, whether it be NIL is contingent on playing in the bowl game, but then you can't do that no, because no, that legally exactly. So I don't know what you do, but I think this is just the start of something that is just going to kind of get a snowball effect of, I mean, it's the freaking Orange Bowl. We're not talking about, you know, the, the, the Beefo Brady's Bowl, with all due respect to it, the artist formerly known as. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I don't know what you can do because if Georgia came to play, like – with their second and third team guys, and I understand the logic of the Bear and even Matt Jones saying this is a culture thing that they've been able to build. Peter Burns, obviously the SEC Network, you know where he stands on that too. It's a culture that those teams have built where that does matter. But if you've shown that the regular season doesn't matter to to a, a portion of your teams, this is the model that you're going to get. And I don't know how you're going to entice or fix it because not all those guys on Florida State are going to the NFL. Not all of them. But, Some. But I think the biggest, I think you trim the fat. I think there's way too many bowl games. I don't need to see six and six teams in bowl games. Like, I, I can't even, I, I could probably count on one hand how many bowl games I've watched from start to finish because that's just not a compelling product. There's just, it's all watered down. The system is, is broken. And when you got the New Year's Six Bowls, they're not relevant. I'm sorry. They're just do you, not. What do you, do you, well, I was going to say it's not out there, but you see, what are the odds provided by on ESPN? Who are they provided by? ESPN. ESPN bet. Of course they it's, are. It's the, it's the machine. It's the cog. It's daytime content yes. that you can have out there. And quite frankly, it gives your uh, your talent a little break uh, during the bowl season. And That's right. I, I think like you see it with Minnesota. They had a losing record, and they were still playing in a bowl game for yeah, that. Yeah, Shout out to you. And Bowling Green. They had a comeback toward the end of that game. The guy always reminds me of uh, the agent on Ballers with um, the agent on Ballers with The Rock. I'm drawing a blank. He's in Hot Tub Time Machine. I know who you're talking he looks, about. Yeah, that's every time I see the Minnesota coach, I think. But they, they need to just, we need to they, go they back won't. to. They won't. If anything, they're I know, expanding. I know, which waters down the product. And Does it? I mean, like we say, they're, well, we say it's meaningless games, so like, what was it, Toledo and, and Wyoming in the Barstool Bowl at CW? Well, like, it's so gimmicky at that point. Like, we're, I understand why they're doing it, but it entices teams, especially in the model that you can't have every team in a 68-team bracket just due to the health and safety of it and just the timetable. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It, it's just... Those bowl games matter to those teams that are not... Well, you can make the argument that that Clemson and, and the Kentucky game, just the performance that they had at them, mattered. Sure. But it, it's all TV program. If you're a Clemson fan, does your opinion of the season change by beating Kentucky? I don't really think it does. I, I don't think so either, but it, but it's it's a, it's a television product that is it provides from 12 to, quite frankly, Midnight. 11 o'clock Sports Center. When you, when you toss it over to Scott Van Pelt, you get three or four bowl games a game starting at 2, 12 or noon, and that provides your daytime content when, let's be honest, the yeah. last two weeks of the year, who's really working? Here, here's how little In a normal world, not us. I know you're working. Here's how little power college football has, by the way. The Peach Bowl and the Orange Bowl were at 12 o'clock and 4 o'clock. Why? Oh, the NFL. NFL. Well, the look, NFL it, tells college football, we're well, playing at this time. You move your bowl games to this time. Last year, they had a month, the Monday Night Football game, the DeMar Hamlin game, right after the Rose Bowl. It, it's funny to me. Well, you know what's wild to me? And, it, and I'm funny you, you brought this. I heard Blank and Dean are talking about this, too. It just say, so you know, the NBA ratings versus the NFL ratings on, um, you know, Christmas Day. And yeah. the same thing with this. One thing that kind of flew under the radar is that there was a working relationship. Silver and Goodell, like, for the NBA standpoint, had a discussion of like, hey, let's not have them in the same markets so, uh, for the same games to make it ex- somewhat 
Yeah, like last year when it was like the Nuggets, uh, you had the Rams and the right. Broncos. Exactly. And- so th- they're trying to do it. Nothing will beat the NFL in, in terms of team. TV ratings. I understand that. But you're targeting, there's a different audience and demographic. Some, there's some spillover of that, but the same with college football. Like, you're going to get the alma mater of that, and it's good to have a working relationship yeah. with both. The NFL is king. No one is saying it's not, but it's th- there's pieces of the pie for some of the college football, the NBAs of the world. Yeah, because you didn't have, like, Michigan playing at the on the same day as the Detroit Lions, yes. Right, exactly. So it, it, it makes sense with that. Let's knock out some texts. They're coming in uh, fast and furious. Four three seven nine six eighty is the UPS Jobs text line. Zachy C, Phil Baker. I know a lot of people uh, last week were uh, trying to get in. Nick and I were doing the double remote. Um, spoiler alert, it was recorded. It was Christmas Eve. That's what we're going to do. We're going to peel back the curve. We'll, we'll be honest and truthful with you with that. And that's why people were getting upset uh, with that on that front. Yes, and I appreciate Eric Crawford. Uh, that was some good sound with Josh Hurd and uh, EC on that that we played. All right, four three seven nine six eighty UPS Jobs Tech side. We'll get into that a little bit. I am a Jason Ince disciple. Stoops is an illusionist and, and hopelessly mediocre. His wins are against ranked teams and very very few don't hold up. After Stoops beat number twenty five Missouri in twenty fifteen, Mizzou went two and six in games. After uh, Stoops beat number 18 Tennessee in 2020, uh, Tennessee went 1-6 in games. After Stoops beat number... Okay, he's going on and on. Combined ranked teams went 11-31. and Stoops defeated them. Mediocre Stoops. Look, you know... I I, I don't disagree. Yeah, I mean, look, he... That would have been the the biggest... uh, the climb up, uh, glamour up shot of him going to Aggie land on that, that everyone tells me of that. Bowl games mean something to Ince and Strubel because they want Stoops gone after that loss. That's a good point. Yeah, you should have heard him here. They were yelling. I think they wanted Stoops gone before that game, but yeah, you should have heard him. Yeah, it was funny Poor to see Ince the delay. didn't have a voice by the end of it. Oh, man, he, he sounded like he had smoked two packs of uh, yes, Marble Reds after yes, that. Did. It's not culture. It's the fact that it was built to compete for a title this year with a legitimate 35 players. UGA is a program with a decade of top 10 recruiting classes. Their third team is full of five stars competing to play in the future. Florida State isn't there yet due to his Taggers tenure. UFL needs to be careful only relying on the portal neglecting high school classes too. That I think that's a really good point because you want to use both. The transfer portal should be an advantage and Louisville's certainly taking advantage of that, but you can't ignore high school. No, though. but I think that's in a place like Louisville. Um, it's it, a little different. It, exactly. Like I think you should, you don't have the brand equity that the Georgias and the Alabama and the quite frankly hundred year tr- tradition that is ingrained in the culture. You have a good culture. It's not Alabama, Georgia, you know, even Florida State to a certain extent. So you have to find not necessarily diamonds in the rough, but you kind of get those that aren't going to those upper echelon schools. If you're a top 100 recruit, Florida State... If you're doing a top 10, Florida State is almost certainly in your top 10. Louisville's not there yet. Yes, they're not there yet. So that's why I think places like Louisville, NC State, um, let's see see if a couple others, you know, K-State. Yeah. I'm going zero to K-State. That's probably not the best stuff. But you, you get the comparison of, like, you don't have the brand equity yet, and you can get so from transfer portals and really having uh, it done in the NIL world for that. And obviously, Louisville football is taking full advantage of that. I know Brady Brom tweets out something every couple of minutes of that, and I have no idea if, if there's somebody that committed or something like that. I know they got a Florida cornerback or DB from there. I don't know if anything else has happened since then on that front. I'm looking up some texts. Um Let's see. 
So uh, somebody coming down on the text line. FY is Zach. We can't hear. They're asking you to pod yourself up. They're having to, yes. Oh, you oh, yeah, hear you, more of me. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so somebody on the text line say it right there on that four three seven nine six eighty is the text line. Let's see. Might as well do a eighteen playoff. Uh, because conference championships are essentially playoff games. No, I agree with that. They happy, are. To, happy to see Florida State get throttled. Um, okay, I mean, I understand. Like, look, they are not a sympathetic figure in all this. I, I want to be abundantly clear about that. With the, you got Desantis involved. You got them suing the ACC. You got ACC suing them. It's great stuff. At the Big Twelve, somebody else say it, and the killed the Pac twelve. Uh, Florida State would kill the ACC. I am fascinated to see just kind of the the spillover effect of this because by all accounts it looks like the buyout in order for Florida State to get out there and it says what Miami I love the quote from Miami's AD about how they're um, watching a little bit to see what transpires with Clemson and Florida State of the world it's kind of like yeah I'm married and I'm in a happy relationship but that hot girl over there it's hitting on me at work um Let's I may, I may leave my wife and family for uh, her if she gets the divorce. That's right. I'm, she's just you're just waiting for her to become available, and then you swoop right in. That's yeah, okay. And, and it just feels like I it, wouldn't advise doing that. By no, the way, no, but that's no. what Miami's doing. Yes, but it, you know what's funny to me. And this, Pat Forty did this in his SI piece again. Encourage everyone to go over to their SI.com to kind of break it down, talking about the amount of just greed and money in college football. And look, let's be honest. The reason Florida State, current and I, and you were in on the conversation too, said that they should, you know, just go out there and take a knee and make a mockery of it all. Some would argue they did that yesterday with uh, just uh, at Kirby Smart. We'll play that sound here in a bit. But they collected that check, didn't they? Yeah. So, I mean, like. That's what I would have done. Yeah, exactly. So they, they did the very thing that I know people were like, oh, see, we told you so. And I'm like, okay, well, here's what, uh, you know, some of the. The post game sound. I'm trying to pull this uh, Kirby Smart sound where he was talking about this. Actually, yeah, go ahead and pod me up. This will be a uh, good listen right here. Here is what I believe this is from David Hale. Here's what he had to say after post game with that. Some good sound from that breaking down of just how they need to fix the sport. They need to fix this. It needs to be fixed. It's very unfortunate that they, who has a good football team and a good football program, are in the position they're in. And everybody can say it's their fault and it's all their own problem, all right? And everybody can say that we had our guys and they didn't have their guys. I can listen to all that. But college football has got to decide what they want. And I know things are changing. And I think things are going to change next year. And you know what? There's going to still be bowl games outside of those. People got to decide what they want and what they really want to get out of it. Because it's really unfortunate for those kids on that sideline that had to play in that game that didn't have their full arsenal. And it affected the game 100%. People- Again, don't listen to Zach Cantrell or Phil Baker on that. That is Kirby Smart, the head coach at the University of Georgia and the powerhouse that they have there. So I think it's uh, – by the way, the kid, I, I did love the fact that Georgia players are going on Instagram Live while on the sidelines. They were eating all- wings on the sideline during the <laughs> national title game last year. I love college football. I mean, it's so gimmicky. I love everything about it. Everyone in the NFL is going to upset about you know a referee not uh, saying it, talk to the player the, the, with the rug number and everything. You don't get this in the NFL, and I love the NFL. Yeah. You're getting guys going on Instagram Live on the sidelines. Well, That's you, perfection. You did have Antonio Brown doing that once, and Mike Tomlin shut that down quickly. Yeah. That, I, That's because Antonio Brown has uh, undiagnosed CTE. Oh, really? I, I, I was reading his Twitter the other day. I didn't know there was anything wrong with him. <laughs> 
I just thought I thought he was quoting a little Uzi Vert or something like that. Oh, you didn't couldn't tell after he you know took his jersey off in the game against the Jets and just ran off the field. Yeah, yeah, that seemed like it's there. But no, look, I, I think Kirby Smart um, hit the nail on the head with some of the things there. Just the, the sport as a whole needs to just kind of take it. You know, college football has one big long identity crisis right now. Yeah, it's but, had an identity crisis for a long time, but now it's gotten to the point where it's a boiling point and. College football needs to decide what it wants to be. But 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 the eye test. Next year, we'll all be uh, injecting the drug that is college football into our veins yet again. Of course we Four three seven nine six eighty. Let's knock these texts out. Ryan Day is a very overrated great, uh, overrated as a great coach. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, Zachy C will get 90 seconds to react to that game and good old Dinkowitz having a field day with that. Move bowl games to the first week next season as a reward. They would get, they would, I'm sorry, they would be early and very meaningful games. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you, you know my stance on that. I'm not going to keep going down that rabbit hole. Uh, I don't like Florida State, but what does DeSantis trying to help with the program have to do with anything? Senators and governors try to step in for this kind of thing all the time. Well, I was just saying, I mean, th- that, that was just the crutch that Florida State was using DeSantis, and they're suing the ACC, and I'm sure I left a couple other reputable uh, senators out of there. Of, of that, does yeah. Tim Scott wrote a nicely worded. Yes, letter. exactly. Reputable. You know, yeah, reputable. Someone uh, said it's DeSantis's fault that Florida State didn't make the playoff. Some prominent guy once said that. We'll let it. We'll you want to dive into that at 12.05? 12.05. Georgia is very possibly the best college program in America. No, I agree with that. That was that was Florida State's reward right there. Did you see him doing the tomahawk chalk, too? Oh, yeah. oh it's yeah. so disingenuous. I hope you all start using your Threads account. I am among man, many who have left X. We need to get on there. Yes, we'll dive into that at some point. I need to kind of just link them up to everything. I I know. We need, we need to get on there, put content out on there as well. 4379680 UPS Jobs text line. We're going to do a year in review as well, too. That'll be fun. We can have some fun with that. Uh, we can dive into that, talk about some of the other games and the other bowl games are there. I want to put a bow on everything from the uh, Holiday Bowl, the Gator Bowl, fun game there. The um, I guess that's probably what some of what some of the texters are coming down with uh, talking about as well. Nick Kern set to join us about 11 o'clock or so. 267-9680 is the phone number if you want to interact with us. Uh, we go to Joe up first on SMH. How are you, Joe? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Um a few days ago, I, I enjoyed watching uh, St. John, Rick Pitino's basketball team, go against Seton Hall. Not Seton Hall, but uh, Connecticut. And the game was played at Connecticut. And my gosh, these three big East referees won the to get let Rick Pitino go in there and get a victory. Just see how played Connecticut. The uh, three referees thought otherwise. Mr. Herbert had him in his back pocket. So I cannot wait the next time when Rick gets him up in uh, – his home uh, uh, field house, and we'll see what the uh, result is. But Mr. Hurley, he does, he's one heck of a coach on, when it comes to the referees. He, he knows how to work them, and he got the victory. But Rick's had, Rick, Rick team actually outplayed uh, Connecticut, but he didn't get the victory. That yeah, was a fun as, game. Yeah. As far as these playoffs go, wow. No comment. It's, it's play, it's the Hunger Games. I mean, what, what, what more do you want me to say? It's the Hunger Games. It's, uh, let's, let's, who can we match up and get the best ratings? Who can we screw? Well, unfortunately, this time, Florida State, uh, at the bullet, and they got screwed. So next, uh, next uh, year, when it goes to 12 teams, well, that 13 team's going to get screwed. And, and who is it going to be? Well, great question. Who knows? Uh, it's pretty much, it's pretty much play for the ratings, and, and that's what it's all about. And Alabama and Michigan is your ultimate prize. 
I need to work on that imaging. It's along with what else is going on, the Cup of Joe segment. I need to there have that is. where he gets his opinions out there. No, and, and look, I, I think you and I, and I want to reset this every time with the text line saying, you honestly don't think Georgia was one of the best teams. Yes, we said that ad nauseum, but by that logic in the committee, having it out there, Florida State should have been... Are we picking the four best or the four most? Exactly. And look, this is where I, not so so much you, um, you come from Big Ten country where you have to recalibrate your brain of getting out of kind of the the basketball mindset of the beauty of the sport and saying like, oh, a Cinderella could win there and everything. I have to, and I can't believe I'm, I hate it coming across. It's so disingenuous that say Florida State needs any of our sympathy because look, I mean, Free Shoes University, they don't need any of our help in defending with that. It's just more so the the big picture of the sport with that. 437-9680 uh, is the text on. They're coming in fast and furious. And there are a couple texts in the personal bad phone on this. Uh, Ince texting and says, glad to hear uh, we're on live today. Yes, I know we, we are. are but, yes, we're on with that. Appreciate Ince's chili having some fun with that. Like I said, Colonel's be joining us here. About hour number two, uh, he says there's not a bunch of places to hide in here, which whatever that means, so. We can have some fun with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I'm with you. Uh, Double D texted in. I'm with you. Doesn't mean the committee got it right because they got Florida State should be about 15th if they got it right. Yeah, I mean, like if you if you watch that, like I mean, I'm fascinated to see where the AP voters and and the poll Florida State f- falls on at the end of the year because it's like, well, are you going from the the first 12, 13 games? Or are you going from which is all against Georgia. And we know the polls love to overreact to one game. Precisely. Uh, let's see. The Clarksons have been ghost on Twitter. Anything going on? Blank and Baker actually had boots on the ground there in San Diego. So take this for what it's worth. I'm regurgitating what Mark Blank and Baker said. So do not get upset at me if this is something that doesn't come to fruition. But everyone was freaking out. Uh, this I love the internet sleuth, Zach. You see, I, there's an avenue for you here, too. I think to be an internet sleuth. Uh, to just find something when people update and change things on their Twitter bios. So apparently he took Flyville 24 out of his bio, but the pin tweet for his store and his NIL stuff was still pinned at the top. Yeah. So if you want to play sports psychologist with that and have some fun with that, uh, everyone was. But a texter asking, the Clarksons have been ghosts on Twitter. Anything going on? Blankenbaker said he talked to Steve Clarkson at uh, the Holiday Bowl at Petco Park. Blankenbaker boots on the ground there. There's, uh, it, it's it's up for debate if Blankenbaker was sitting in the back of one of the beds of those trucks in the outfield or uh, the third baseline. I'm not sure, but he may have been out there with a mimosa or something with some other Louisville luminaries. But he said he talked to Steve Clarkson out there and said, by all counts, no, nothing to worry about. So that is from Mark Blankenbaker. I'm regurgitating uh, and paraphrasing what he said on with Double D um, the other day when he got back. I guess this was Friday. We're out there. So apparently nothing to, um, happening in that realm. So I know switching up the Louisville, though. I mean, if you want to put a little, not not shade, but if you had any questions about everything that transpired with this, I heard you guys talk about this. 
you would have liked to see some additional quarterback play when we talk about these bowl games and just kind of like, hey, let's roll the dice out there. They're meaningless in a lot of regards, but you know, it also feels like you want to reward the guys that got you there. But when Plummer dislocated, the yeah, beat, he's it's hurt. like, yeah, it's not. If you had a perfect reason to go play other guys and not have it be seen as, oh, we benched Jack Plummer. That he's was kind hurt. of my take. Yeah, if you would have liked to see. Some of the other guy, and I know you got Dolman in for a series. You got Evan Connolly in to score to the touchdown on the play, but it just feels like you would have liked to kind of toss the keys to the young guys on yes. that front with that. But as Blank has said, at nauseum, to quote Heath Ledger, it's all part of the plan. Possibly. And here we go. Possibly. I, I just, I, I've got it with him, and he alludes to Arch Manning and saying with the Texas stuff about, did you see that photo, oh, by yeah. the way? Yeah, oh, I was God. just about to bring that up. Yeah, so I, I, I'm sure that set well with uh, Eurozone there. A couple oh, yeah. more texts coming down there. Why does Ennis always have to be the smartest man in the room? Just be a regular sports bro, and like, yeah, that's what you get for the state. Leave Venice alone. That's my guy. Stop. Uh, why would anyone leave Twitter to a garbage platform like Threads? That steals your information. What a joke. Govern harder, me daddy. Okay. Okay. There you go. Love the slap. Love the slap to Florida State's entitlement. Chomp. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. They were basically saying they love the chomp from uh, the Georgia fans. Yeah. Bad decisions made at U of L. Patino's back. U of L's in the desert. Yeah, we'll dive into that as well. All right, um, Zach. You see, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss the keys to you. Do you okay. want to talk about the Gator Bowl? Put a bow on that, or do you want to talk about uh, the Holiday Bowl before we get to uh, current up at the top of the hour? The Gator Bowl is a more exciting. Game. I agree so with you, man. Bowl. Okay, let's start with the Gator Bowl with that. Um, three quarters, I would say. Kentucky looked like they were. In control, and then the fourth quarter, Brad White's defense is like, that's kind of my takeaway from that. Undisciplinary, you know, the, the it's been the theme all season long with some of the penalties that you've seen week in and week out with the Mark Stoops teams. You had an opportunity, obviously, with the Louisville game. You can boast and, and, and pump your chest out a little bit more, rightfully so, against your rival. And I know there was a lot of fun with that yesterday with, you know, Louisville fans cheering for the Clemson side of things, the ACC pride, giving it right back in their face. I think Taylor Lynch was uh, got some of the shrapnel from uh, Matt yeah, Jones on that. Bit, so uh, it, it's funny. I always enjoy seeing that. It's like, oh, you made it up there. But what did you ultimately find – your takeaway is the Kentucky season as a whole. Yeah. How, how would you grade it? I think it was kind of a microcosm. I mean, Devin Leary had some moments. He had a couple of nice touchdown passes. Barry and Brown had a big day. He had a rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, return touchdown. But where Kentucky lost this game was not Brad White specifically. That defense was terrible in the fourth quarter when you give up third and 23 and third and 18. Not going to win. But I keep coming back to the fact that they turned the ball over three straight possessions. You, you turn the ball over five times in general, you're not going to win too many games. Kentucky was the better team for 95% of that game. But when you keep giving Clemson short fields, they're going to eventually take advantage of them, and they did. And Clemson, they got the break with the 52-yard field goal. They got a break with a couple of penalties here or there. But this is the same Kentucky team that we've seen over and over again, defensively not making any adjustments. Brad White's never met a third and long that he doesn't like to rush three on. Uh, they turn the ball over. Ray Davis, what, what's the deal with Ray Davis? Ray Davis played in this game. A lot of people didn't think he was going to. And he got the ball 10 times. But when he got the ball, he was effective. He rushed for 67, 68 yards, whatever it was. And I'm very surprised because that's what Mark Stoops does. 
is run the ball down teams' throats. And I thought in this game that he had an opportunity to do that, especially when they led 21-10. to 10. Yeah. That's the time that Mark Stoops typically likes to take the air out of the ball and grind it out. And I, I, I don't know if he listened to Strebel or Ants or whoever talk about, hey, be a little bit more aggressive. I think he went a little bit too aggressive in the second half and put it on Devin Leary when he really didn't need to. But that was kind of the microcosm of their season. They're 7-6. and six. <laughs> It's not a good grade for me. It's like a C minus D plus kind of year. I would put it at C, especially C, and I always go zero to Missouri with this in, in terms of looking at peers in the SEC about what you could do. By the way, a, a texter, uh, an attorney at law, by the way, says he hates when I say boots on the ground. You sound like a tool. Uh, so with that being said, Ken Spencer, WHS 11, had boots on the ground sure in did. Jacksonville. So uh, here's what Ray Davis had to say about the very thing that you were talking about, what it's like to play in the Gator Bowl. Possibly if it's loading. Three, two, one. Here we go. Hell of a game. You know, it's, it's, it's a game that you love to be a part of. It's a game as a, it's, it's a game as a fan you love to watch. You got, you know, we had a really good defense. I gave us some some really good opportunities to get in the end zone, and, and they played their butt offs. And you know, offensively, we we stepped up to the plate when when needed to be. Um, you know. It, Football, football is football. You know, you win some, you lose some, and, and, and there's not much to it. But I'm, I'm proud to be a part of this team. I'm proud that I played that game. And, you know, uh, being in the rest of my life, I'm going to be able to remember that and, and be able to know that I was part of a very historical game in a sense of just back and forth and, and uh, ups and downs, highs and lows. And knowing whenever adversity struck, we stepped up to the plate. And, again, that's what Coach Stoops have always preached to us is when adversity strikes, do you step up to the plate? And I think everybody on this team stepped up, took a swing, and, you you know, unfortunately, we didn't get the result we wanted, but I can tell you now, uh, d- these guys are, are war ready at any time. Did he say war ready? He did say Man, war boy, ready. That, that texture's can really going to like that. Can we so. say this, by the way? Yes. How far has Clemson fallen where Dabo used to celebrate winning national championships and now he's celebrating the 52-yard doink field goal and then jumping around after Phil Naffa had the game-winning touchdown? Like, the, how the mighty have fallen. It, look, We're celebrating a Gator Bowl win now like you just won a national in, championship. In the macro, yes, I, I, I'm with you uh, with that. The next few years of – was that the – is this the new Clemson? Like when we grew up the Clemsoning of the world? I think we have three years of evidence to show it probably is. Okay. Yeah. Dabo, Dabo is the ultimate hypocrite because, you know, if players are getting paid, I don't want to coach. Players are getting paid, Dabo. You're still here. You know, I don't want to use the transfer portal. Okay, then don't complain when Florida State uses the portal and beats you every year. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's there. Well, let, let's talk about, because I know this was a, a theme on the postgame show with Strebel and to Justin and Jeffries about the defense. Brad White, I, it was an ongoing joke of uh, you know, the you suck and Eddie Grant sucks uh, clip that yes. I put out there on Twitter. We needed one. I actually had the guy who was in that video as a buddy of mine. I believe he was at the Gator Bowl, and I said we needed updated we footage. Need to of, redo. Updated yeah. footage of you yelling at Brad White. Yes, that would have been perfect on that. Here's what Mark Stoops had to say about the defense on Clemson uh, and what went wrong with that in Jacksonville at the Gator Bowl. Here's what he had to say we about that. We will always second guess ourselves on calls on certain things. I mean, we get the pressure, we get the intentional grounding. Um, you know, the, the, the next play really hurt us. It gave him an opportunity to get it to fourth and, and manageable there. Um, Obviously, that's a play that'll haunt us for a while. Um, we're down, you know, our two top corners at that point, and um, <clears throat> you know, you try to do some things and play some coverages that that can protect them. We had nickel that was inexperienced that could have cut underneath it, and you know, just whatever. But you know, we 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 could play better. We could call call defense better. Um, 
you know, you can you know, we can we will second guess ourselves on that one. Mark Stoops post game on the things that uh, went wrong with that. A lot of self inflicted. We'll second guess too, Mark. Don't, yeah, you're so not trust alone. me. That that's what uh, James Strebel and Jason Ince are for in the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post game show. Self inflicted mistakes, uh, defensive pressure, obviously things that uh, I, I think that were the theme and the tone of the post game show. Uh, the issues with that. I mean, Barry and Brown. It, look, he's a stud. Like <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's. The, the quarterback played, I'm fascinated to see what happens moving forward with the theme of the Kentucky offense when you get the Georgia transfer. And this is something that uh, people, I, I think you're going to see big picture uh, with maybe the next step of that. I've said multiple times that it's not, un, no one's saying you need to be Alabama or Georgia, but I think it's very reasonable to strive to be the Missouris of the world. Sorry, I don't mean to bring up a, a sensitive topic for you on that eh, front with that. But that, that game meant nothing. It's fine. I like this. I, I, but I, I think when you look in the mirrors where you are in the, the, the ladder of the SEC, the Missouri Tigers are something that the Kentucky football program should strive for. And I know we've talked about this. At length, and I think this is something that Mark Stoops, especially with the flirtation and the dance with Texas A and M, most notably, and I heard and bring this up, didn't get an extension after that. They're like, no, no you're 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 good here, going seven and six. Vegas was right. Uh, th- this is something that I think, big picture, you need to take a real hard look in the mirror and say, with the additions of Texas and Oklahoma, where do we want to be as a football program? And I think that is very reasonable to say they should try to be Missouri. Yeah, that's a program that needs to do some soul-searching this offseason because they're also in an identity crisis. As you said, no one expects them to be Georgia. No one expects them to be Alabama. But look at Kentucky's schedule next year. The breaks that they got this year, they're not getting next year. They got to go to Texas. They got to play Oklahoma. They got to play, of course, at Georgia. I mean, they got to play Georgia at home. But their schedule is going to be a lot more difficult next year. And even the easy games are coming after tough games, which can be emotional letdowns. There's a very decent chance that Kentucky is a six and six team, maybe a below five hundred team, and then and if that happens, I don't know if Mark Stoops is coaching next year. Well, I, look I, after next. Year. I, I think the expectations and the relationship he has with Mitch Barnhart, I, I think his job is safe, especially unless I mean, just the wheels fall off, and then you're looking at you know two to three wins, especially with against you know some of the MAC opponents that they have in there, and some of the less sister mayors of the poor, but. No, you're right. It's and this speaks volumes about the the game moving forward with Louisville and what they're going to do with the addition in the SEC game. Yeah, it, it's soul searching is a good way to put it. I, I would put that about Kentucky football as a whole and who they want to be with that. A couple more texts uh, before we inch closer to the top of the hour. Fans are never happy with Stoops. If Stoops would have gone conservative and still had three turnovers and lost, fans would have torched Stoops for being too conservative. LOL. I mean, it's. Okay, I get it. Uh, boink, yes, talking about how many times have you beat Alabama? Favorite part of the game was the boink. Yes, okay. Um, there you go. Uh, the narrative of Missouri after having one good season is some kind of beacon for UK to strive for is wild to me. Since 2015, Stoops is 7-2 and two against Missouri. But, okay, I, I'll grant you that argument. Where was Missouri playing on Friday night? Cotton Bowl. Has Kentucky played in anything like that in the Stoops era? Again, 
nope. I, I understand the head-to-head is there. But as a whole, you can talk about the schedule. You can talk about where they have been uh, in the grand scheme of things. And I understand there's a few years removed from some 10-win season. And that is admirable at a place like Kentucky, considering where they've been at. However, there's going to be some times in which the stars align for you and you're going to have an opportunity to play in New Year's Six Bowl games. And I feel like every time you've had some of those in the head-to-head games, you should win. Like, there's no re- Look, quite frankly, being in a Gator Bowl after losing to South Carolina and you salvaged it by beating Louisville is, I, I think, very admirable for where Kentucky is. They got a much better bowl game than I think anybody was expecting. Exactly. It was like looking at Liber- the Liberty Bowl, right. and, which... Okay, Iowa State, Memphis, Memphis. I heard uh, Biscuit and Dennis talk about this. Did they stay in Memphis or did they like, go to the Peabody? They but were I guess, the road team, technically. Yeah, so how does that work? Do you just stay in your dorms or do you just go? So, yeah, you get the, the point on that. So, I, I understand what people are saying with the head-to-head, but to be in a New Year's Six Bowl game, at some point, if when, that is what I ask. You said soul-searching. I ask when. Yes. When? Like that, that's I, if you're not going to be striving for that, it maybe the 12 team playoff, you can sneak in with some stuff. Win. I think both of these things can be true. Mark Stoops has elevated this program to a level that they haven't been at since Bear Bryant. I think we can establish that that's the case, right? Yeah. Mark no. Stoops has been the best Kentucky coach of pretty much everybody's lifetime that isn't 80 years old. But I also think that Mark Stoops has reached the end of his point. I don't think he can elevate this program. To a level that they haven't already got to. And, and look, and the texter's right. Missouri under Dink, uh, I keep saying Dinkowitz. This is the problem Drinkwitz. with Strebel. I know, but I'm gonna. This is the problem when we say the name so in, so many times incorrectly around here. It's, it gets branded in my mind of everyone making fun of. Anyways, five and five, six and seven, six and seven, eleven two. Okay, but they're still in a New Year's. Bowl you game. still had the breakout season. Yes. You had a 10-win season a couple seasons ago. I get that. But you still weren't playing in a New Year's Six, and that's what you should be striving they for. They don't have, like, when Louisville beat Florida in the Sugar Bowl. They don't have that moment. What's Mark Stoops' signature win? Well, you you should be the, the young junior reporter that goes to his uh, coach's show and ask him <laughs> that, with, that have all your stats ready to go with what's them. Your, what, what's your signature win? Like, yeah, I get the, you can point out the stat about how he hasn't beaten a team that's finished up above 500 in the SEC since, like, 2017, I think it was. Uh, like Vandergriff will have to be the SEC player of the year for Kentucky to have eight or nine wins. That coming down on the text line. There's a ton of text in there. There's people getting on me for my verbal ticks on boots on the ground and whatnot. So appreciate you uh, giving feedback with that. Let's do this. Let's take a break. It's the top of the hour. Try to connect with uh, Nick Kern coming up here in a bit, uh, right here on your sports station, ESPN 680-1057. Welcome back to the Sunday Morning Hangover on your sports leader, ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. This Reba McIntyre? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It's. I was thinking more Miranda Lambert. So who is this? Bob Deep. Oh man, it is that. I'm surprised you didn't know. I, it's been a while since I've heard this song. It's taking me back to Robin's Roost. You don't know what that place is. No. Uh, can you imagine the uh, the culture shock? Is uh, Ethan co-hosted with Lieberman on? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Like usually, Diener comes back with like Kenny Chesney or something, and Ethan obviously he comes back with like Mob Deep or, uh, <laughs> you know, no, yeah, like, yeah, uh, Wyclef Jean, Wyclef Jean. 
Gotta love that. I, I've said to you before we came back, how is it already week 17 of the NFL? Like, that is crazy. How is it already about to be 2024? Yeah, that's, that's what I want to know. That's crazy. We, yeah. need to do a, we need to do the week in, or the year in review of just, it doesn't have to necessarily be sounds, but the top stories. There's things that, like, happen at the beginning of the year, and you're just kind of like, how did that happen? 4379680 is the UPS Jobs text on Zach Cantrell, Phil Baker. Here, seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive 10 to noon time. So I appreciate you making us a part of your day. Current set to join us here in a bit. He's trying to find a place to a closet in the bowels of Coral Gables to find a place so he doesn't get yelled at or you hear cussing from Jeff Walls and the coaching staff during team warm up. So that reminder coming up four o'clock. A pregame begins nine Nine thirty on ninety three nine at three thirty. If not, we have pregame starting at nine thirty. That's a long pregame. Yeah, that is a long pregame. With that reminder coming up after us, Colts and Raiders. As I just told Zachy C, how is it already week seventeen? Uh, I am the Jeff Fisher of fantasy football. I legit think all my teams are seven and seven or six and eight. Like I'm. And I sneak into some of the playoffs. No one cares about my fantasy teams. I understand that. But reminder, Colts, Raiders coming up 12 o'clock, ESPN 680, 105.7. Should be a fun one. Ravens and Dolphins presented by our good friends over at Liquor Barn. That coming up 1230 on 93.9 The Ville. Pre-game begins for Louisville Women's Basketball in Miami, 330 on 93.9 The Ville. And then Vikings and Packers for a little Sunday night football. 8 o'clock on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. I think we're doing a post-game show. I think that's what James said uh, earlier today, so uh, stay tuned. We will have you covered for that. And reminder, tomorrow, no shows, but fear not if you're driving around. You're going to wake up. Um, if, if some of you all are hungover, we got you covered for the Citrus Bowl beginning at 12.30 on ESPN 680, 105.7, then Oregon and Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. That'll be 1 o'clock on 93.9 The Ville. And then we got you covered for the college football playoff with Alabama, Michigan at the Rose Bowl. That's 4 o'clock on all sticks and then Texas and Washington in the Sugar Bowl. It says 745. I think that's going to be closer to 845. That should be a late one now. Nick Kern set the uh, connect. He is connecting now is what it says. So we'll get to him here in a second. I believe uh, we got callers coming in too. But without further ado, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the International League All-Star Nick Kern is from the bowels of Coral Gables. Nicholas, how are you? I'm great. Sound better than I thought. Where are you? Are you in the Ritz Carlton five star presidential suite? Uh, the Miami Dadeland. Actually, I've got myself in my ear right now. If oh, he's fixed exactly. it. Yeah, there we good. go. There we go. It. We're good. We're good. Sorry about that. No worries. Uh, little echo. But uh, we are. Um, yeah, the uh, the Marriott Miami Dadeland, right down from the Dadeland Mall and a Publix. Uh, so yeah, good spot here. And sorry, uh, we shoot around lasted until ten thirty, and there wasn't really a great spot to you know, be able to talk on the show and not completely interrupt. Oh, it's all good. We Zachy so. C. Look, this is Zachy C. He's a pig in mud I right know. now. He it's I New know. Year's Six Bowl games. You got the narratives from the Florida State Georgia game. Yeah, uh, that's fun out there. I that's mean, were very that's, predictable. Um, yeah. Then we got uh, everything else going on. We talked a little Kentucky oh, Clemson and a fun uh, Gator Bowl. And then we we're trying to put a little bow on the Holiday Bowl. I figured you had opinions about that as well. Yeah. First of all, hope folks can join us at uh, starting at three thirty today, four o'clock tip. Louisville and Miami, the ACC opener, big game. Uh, Hurricanes ranked twenty third in the coaches' poll and haven't lost at home this year. They're a perfect nine and zero, and they've got some some good wins. Their only loss this year is the really good top ten Baylor team who knocked off Texas yesterday, and uh, Miami's beaten Mississippi State this year, so should be a, a heck of a game to open the ACC slate for both teams today, and a, a big one, a ranked matchup for uh, for Louisville, and obviously uh, their first game since 
two Wednesdays ago, beating Washington at home. Uh, Miami got in a little tune-up game against Alabama State on Thursday. So we'll see what uh, happens today, the first game back from the uh, from the Christmas break for the Cards. And uh, Courtney and I at 3.30, 93.9. Hopefully, uh, hopefully folks can join us over there, and uh, we'll have that for you. But, yeah, not the performance everyone was looking for in the Holiday Bowl, obviously. Uh, a little bit of a – I don't know. The, the defense just kind of reverted back to maybe what it started to look like toward the end of the regular season, and then it really locked in for that ACC title game. And then, um, you know, obviously opt-outs are always – They don't matter. Bit. No, no. Did you see the Florida State-Georgia game? No, they don't matter. <clears throat> I know. They don't matter at all. Um, but – it's uh, yeah. I, I think that uh, you know it, it was still a really good season. I know it, it gets dampened a little bit when you lose three straight to end it. Um, I've been pretty consistent in my stance for the last I don't know ten years on this show that bowl games just don't really matter that much in my mind. Well, it was an aha uh, moment. I, I think when. Um Blank and Baker, and forgive me if this wasn't Blank, but I, I think Double D bamboozled him with, it's just like, name who was in the Holiday Bowl last year. And of course, but, but, no, but Blank and Baker's a psychopath. He knew it. I knew and then, that, and then and Blank and Baker, and then Drew, I think, was like, yeah, you're probably the worst person I should have asked for that. And it was just yeah. you would like, see could, it in Oregon. I couldn't possibly Bo Nix and Drake was, May? Yeah. But, yeah. But it was I, funny. I but to, the, 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 to your point, I, I think that's kind of the... It stings at first because it's yes you don't have football for nine months and that's until spring football I guess I should say well, and and and, and the, the Louisville's bowl game was a little bit of a unique circumstance because you know I, I think it could have done a lot of good to win that game and then you end the season with eleven wins you don't lose three straight to end the year and it, it sort of changes the feel a little bit I don't think it really matters that much going into next season like I don't know that there's a lot of momentum you carry over from a bowl win into next year. But it would have just changed the feel of this season uh, in people's mind a little bit if they could have won. But ultimately, they just don't matter very much. And, you know, I was the one that got on the V show, I think, the day after Florida State was snubbed and said they should just lay down and let Georgia score 300 points, literally, and, and just they, they make must a have, Somebody must have sent them the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they. I don't know if they. They didn't do it in the exact way I was hoping they would do it, but the same effect. Make a mockery of the thing. Well, and look, that's what we opened the show talking about. That, it, and I'm sure you were getting an interview from Walls and Company, so you weren't in shoot around, so you weren't able to hear. But don't listen to us. Kirby Smart said it. <laughs> you know, like Kirby Smart was saying as much. It was just like college football needs to figure some stuff out, like that with all the opt outs and everything there. But well, it would be just, used as a crutch because Zach and I said, if you're going by the eye test, Georgia should have been one of the four teams. Oh, I mean, and, and Georgia, I mean, had a case. I mean, their only loss was to Alabama. I, I don't know. It, it's it, certainly the 12 team playoff is going to address a lot of that, which which is good for next year. But um the, the bowl games, I, I don't know what you do, I, and 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 maybe a, a ton of people are watching, so maybe it doesn't matter. Um, I know I haven't watched very many this Shocker. year. I watched the Holiday Bowl and the Gator Bowl, but 
Um, you know, a little bit of the Cotton Bowl, but outside of those, haven't watched a ton. It's, a little it's bit of the good Peach Bowl background, the airport, uh, exactly. just stuff that's on in the background. Like, if I would lie to you, if I would say I'm intently watching every snap of, you know, the, the Military Bowl or the, or the Fenway Bowl, but you best believe if there is a live sporting event at 2 o'clock or noon kick time, whatever it is, at, at the beginning of a, you know, lunch day, it's going to be on versus. Stephen A. or Screaming A. Smith yelling oh, at somebody. Yes, yes. I mean, the thing is, unless the ratings like are doing a nosedive, there's really no incentive to have to fix anything. Oh, if anything, uh, they're going to the add games. more. Exactly, and it it just creates. I mean, it, it's and and they do some unique things. You had the the edible mascot in the Pop Tart Bowl, which was a, a little bit more. Uh, disturbing than I thought it was going to be. Actually, after watching that, I enjoyed um, I it, but I, it did what it was supposed was to do. Something about it, right? Like, yeah, it was it, a little. Yeah, it did what it was supposed to do in terms of impressions and media exposure. I will say, and this is this is not a pop tart problem. It's a me problem when people okay. start. When it becomes too much. You run it into the ground. Exactly. That's when I'm like, okay, it's a little... And it was great. It's a great gimmick. It's it's wonderful for the sport. And it's that lady, whoever created the idea for the, the toaster. I saw the somebody found her LinkedIn yeah. things like, give her a raise. Did they eat the two live Pop-Tarts that were on top of the trophy? Well, I did love that the idea that you should have like had, you know, for the tax lawyer Gator Bowl. Somebody said, I think Inna said Some you should gators. have had Gators eating an accountant or something like that. Or what, <laughs> what, what's your go-to Pop-Tart flavor, by the way? Oh, we're doing this oh Brown god sugar, yeah yes. i would say yeah i know uh, it, yeah. i couldn't tell you the last time i had one i'm not no like a psychopath a I, i'm not a psychopath like blankenbaker where it says i've never had one but i couldn't tell you the last time i does he live in america he goes no he lives in santa claus indiana some would say that's uh, on the border <laughs> of russia you you know where i eat pop tarts it's during baseball season on the road when we get back uh, after a game and i am hungry and i go to the hotel uh little pantry and get pop tarts so i've i've overpaid for pop tarts the last i don't know how many times i've had them but it's like three dollars a pop for a little packet too oh and i could God. get a whole box for probably less than that no no it's it's completely outrageous but yeah brown sugar sentiment's the way to go but that whole thing i was wondering how they would actually eat the mascot and they kind of had to do the little bait and switch into the toaster which worked out really really well um it was a cool way for them to do it i was very curious so they they pulled me in there just to see the the aftermath but um yeah people have called these things like the nit of football and i think you know that's about right like the ones that aren't the playoff and there's just way more um that that aren't the playoff i think nicole auerbach was making the point on twitter last night that you know there's too much of if you didn't win the national championship, your season's a failure. I don't know that that's the case, but I think that the season is based on what you did before the bowl game. Like no one takes what happens in the bowl game and says, "Oh, that and that that like that's not a referendum on the season because you're already looking at the body of work from the past few months." So no one really takes the bowl game and says oh well you had a good year because you won the bowl game or you had a bad year because you lost the bowl game so i it's I, a great yeah. extension of the month that gives you yeah. to to bridge you to the college football playoff that obviously they're going to give a month off to the the four teams now next which year they be 12, do. which they should do but with the espn events 
extension of this and the CBS arm with the Sun Bowl and the Holiday Bowl with the Fox extension. It's it's a, to put a bow on the season. That's all it is. It's it's programming. It's live sporting events, which we know uh, it's not the NFL, but it still does extremely, well, extremely well. And that hurts bowl games, too, right? Like the NFL now plays basically every day of the week, which also hurts the bowl games, I think, in, in some ways. Like the NFL, the holidays, you're, you've got Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's like, I mean, it's tough. Uh, but but they, uh, they, they schedule around it. Yeah, though. remember the Orange nah, Bowl I mean, was always prime time for years and years, and then the NFL told the Orange Bowl, yeah, you're going to play at 4 o'clock because we're going to have the Lions and the Cowboys play at 8, unless you want to go exactly. up against us, because if you try and do that, you're not going to win. Well, you're not going to go against them because they're being aired by the same company. So Also true. Well, um, you could put ESPN one on ABC. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you could, but they're not going to compete against themselves no. like that. So, yeah, it's just the NFL obviously dictates a lot of bowl game watching or lack thereof as well because the prime time slots end up going to the NFL. And that's all things that will get really into the weeds with the next negotiations for a lot of this stuff. Like They're going to start having playoff games against the NFL next year, I believe, because the playoff is going to last up until, I believe, January 20th, which inauguration day. But anyway... Uh, I think it's going to go up until then, which means they're going to be running up the, against the NFL playoffs. Is the it's going to go that deep? I believe so. Unless they've wow. decided to change the schedule. I think it would have to be you would start probably I, – I bet they're going to start sooner. They have like, I, I bet there's going to be a bridge where it's like after a championship week, there'll be a bye, there'll be Army, Navy, and then I bet you would start bowl season. Well, I guess you already do that now, though. You do that now. I would personally – I think it start the playoff like on December 20. I think I should just start the playoff right after the conference championships. The NFL doesn't take weeks off between the end of the regular season and the playoffs. Do they? They don't. The NBA doesn't do it. College football shouldn't do it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, did you hear Tessa, Joe Test like in the garbage time when talking about uh, just the state of college football? And by the way, no. we uh, I have more something. Uh, We're Reece, all looking for the guy who did this. Yeah, Reese Davis. Right, no kidding, right? Reese Davis and I have something in common. Do not let me forget this uh, on what else is going on. And let me a little. It has something to do with Ryan Seacrest and Mark Weinberg. Oh, there, there, there's a tease. Uh, <laughs> there's a tease that we could dive into uh, coming up Wait. here in a bit. Oh, I thought you both went to Alabama. Maybe <laughs> roll tide. Uh, the community college down there. Let's see uh, the football here. This is Joe Test uh, into the 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 football throwaway. Uh, portion and when it's 63 to 3 but this is him breaking down the state of college football here's what he had to say about this college football is glorious we have great players and coaches and games and the second most popular sport in america and it's a great product on the field the business of college football the infrastructure of college football is broken a calendar where you have the transfer portal the early signing day the coaches turmoil and silly season of hirings and firings of players coming and going while you're trying to bowl prep that is pure chaos and it gets us results like this roster right now it's all converging at the same time i agree joe the (laughs) biggest thing I'm, i'm excited about for the 12 team playoffs starting next year as fans, we're going to see the best players playing in these games. There aren't going to be guys opting out when a national championship is on the line. By the way, when all that was going on, I love seeing uh, Muschamp on the side with his uh, Mrs. Doubtfire cheater glasses on and just just hitting his head, hitting his neck, just doing all these things. I, God, it's my dream job just to be – I just want to be somebody who's just get back coach. You want to be the get back I want to be – I mean, yeah. he's on the field. It's my dream job. I would be so good at it. <sighs> you would. I, Joe Tess makes some good points there. Like I, I, I th- th- there obviously 
are issues with the calendar and if you the transfer portal opening while the season's still technically going on is is kind of dumb um but but i don't think it would change things that much because like even if you want to transfer you'll just not play and then wait until the portal opens and then you'll transfer coaches are going to take jobs like that's just always how it's going to work so i I don't know that there's a way to fix it because you can't force guys to play. And to Jesse Palmer's point, um, there will, and maybe you guys, I don't know if you agree with this, but there will come a day when somebody opts out of a playoff game or or even maybe even the national title game. Don't I don't you believe, think? No. no I mean, I if you're a top I five think that it, pick... I, think I mean, I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be the norm. But I think if you're, do you think if Marvin Harrison Jr. if Ohio State was in the national title game, you think Marvin Harrison Jr. would have opted? I out? think he would think about it. No, I think if he had people, he considered. I mean, but well, his dad was an NFL. You know, he, he's okay. But everybody's situation's different. Right. They're not going to gamble. It's not going to be the norm, but I think there will be instances in which it happens. I think it's, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, it, I, it's I, not going to be the norm. Be the norm either, but I think it'll happen. Right, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean Marvin Harrison. He, he's a the junior, I should say, yeah. is in a unique situation because pops got a little bit of yeah. You know, if you break your leg, pops got you. Yeah, and so. he's making some money off the NIL stuff. Just a little Ohio State. Oh, sorry, we Eric, we we left you on hold. Sorry, buddy. Two six seven nine six eight is the phone number. We were playing that Joe test sound. We can get to you if you want to call back. Two six seven nine six eight. He's oh, Nick Kern. Uh, Zachy C by the glass. I'm Phil Baker. Bunch of texts uh, coming down too. We can get to some Jeff Brom uh, sound too that I know we talk about the Holiday Bowl and just you know just putting a bow on the season and, and whatnot. Uh, oh, I thought I've had that in here. Do we got to do the letter grade? You know that every well, other show does. I, I don't know if we can do the. <laughs> I, I don't want to do the letter grade, but well, I mean, we can if you want. But uh, it's I think ultimately when you break down the season, it was a success outside of like double D's have predicting going 11 and one and maybe Eric. I think everyone was kind of in the eight to nine win season. Right. We're in agreement. You know, yeah, I think yeah. we picked nine and three, yeah. eight and four. That's right. So I, I think yeah. when you look at it in perspective, do you like the way this season ended? No. Um, USC, by all accounts. It looked like they were depleted in a lot of ways with the opt-outs and whatnot, but it it shows you that there's still a talent gap uh, there, and that's where I think is is fascinating. Just moving. Yeah, see, I I don't I, I disagree with the talent gap thing. Um, first of all, I think it was a great season, and I I think you know there were very few people that had Louisville in the ACC title game this year, so that's a success. They never been to a conference title game before. That's a big deal. Uh, I don't think that you saw a massive, at least in my mind, it wasn't necessarily a big talent gap. Um, it was an execution gap is what I thought we saw in that game. Uh, the turnovers obviously were killer. Um, that That's an issue. But, uh, you know, the narrative was USC was going to be the team that didn't care or whatever coming into the game. And... You know, they fort Louisville marches right down and scores after a stop. Um, and then Jack Plummer has that fumble. And all of a sudden, like, USC's much more into it. Uh, they, they got to play on a couple of short fields. So I guess it's not completely fair to completely bash the defense for its performance because they did um, have a couple of short fields because of a block kick and turnovers. But uh, I, I think that, to me, like, 
the the pass that Moss threw uh, off his back foot that just fluttered in the air forever that was caught. Um, that wasn't a talent thing. That was just poor execution by Louisville secondary and not being able to get there for whatever, or, or even, I mean, got there, but just for some reason played behind the receiver instead of getting in front and knocking the pass down. Um, to me, it was, you know, and, and Louisville obviously went with Isaac Garendo to start because uh, because Joar Jordan opted out and, and Garendo was spectacular. Um, to me, it was less a talent gap, more an execution gap, and also, I think, exposed offensively an issue that we had seen um, for about half the season. Once Jamari Thrash got hurt, uh, Louisville's receiving core didn't really have the next person to stand get, up. Yeah, they didn't have. Yeah, they didn't have uh, the ability to get a lot of separation. And I, I think Thrash really changed things when he was healthy. But then when he wasn't healthy. Um, it, it changed a lot for the offense, and the running game was really good, um, and, and the defense was really good for most of the year, and so it kind of covered that up. But I, I just the receivers couldn't do much to get open. They, they weren't great. There were some drops. We saw a drop obviously early in the game by Amari Huggins Bruce. Um, I, I just you know I, I don't know that it was a talent gap in my mind. It was just um, a issues that have plagued them all season long and be um, just poor execution. Uh, USC executed really well. Uh, Louisville didn't. And and that, to me, was was the difference. I, I, um, the talent, I think, is there. It's just um, they didn't – they couldn't get pressure on the quarterback, which was something they did well all year. They could not do it in the bowl game. Um, and, and the secondary got – got picked apart in that game by by a guy who you wouldn't have expected going into the game but um yeah great name just, miller moss that's, yeah that's a Louis, power rankings of names they got mossed well he did throw us at to where some of uh, his receivers mossed uh let's get to eric before he um keep having him drop and then we'll get to some brahm sound two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number we go to eric on this new year's eve eric how are you buddy Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? Good. Not going to lie, man. With it being New Year's Eve and all the bowl games, you sound much better than I thought you were going to sound. <laughs> it's not well, New Year's Day. <laughs> Good point. I'm, uh, I want to I wish uh, y'all a very happy New Year. Happy 2024. Uh, and every time I say 20, like 2023, 2024, it's like we're living in the future. But... Uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, I, I want to hear some of y'all's resolution, you know, or like some of your maybe New Year's traditions. Uh, I'm driving right now, so I'm, I'm hoping I don't lose y'all. But, boy, there, there, there's just a lot going on. I mean, it, it's really, you know, from the Louisville, from Louisville football. So I give them, I don't give them an A+, plus, but I give them an A-. minus. I just look at their positive, uh, positive accomplishments as, as just really outweighing the sort of dud ending you know, going to the ACC championship, beating Miami on the road for the first time, uh, beating a, Notre, a good Notre Dame team as well as other teams. So I'm just excited. I'm, I'm excited for what the what the future holds. And you know, y'all were talking about the bowls. Did y'all watch that barstool bowl? I had it on. Yes, on the the second screen in my iPad. I had it on. Yes, it is wild. Did, did not did not see a second. Shocker! Of it if it was being it was on the CW, Nick. You could have. You I know, know, I watched the most of it of the three because I'm the barstool guy. Obviously, he's wearing a point north shirt yeah. right now. 
Oh, boy. You know, the announcers were hilarious. And my brother, I was, I was watching with him, and he showed me these reels. I don't know the guy's name, but the, one of the barstool guys, the guy with the long hair and the mustache. I know Caleb Presley. Oh, the interviews. The great Sunday and conversation. He interviewed Kodak. Did you see the interview he did with Kodak Black? Oh, they're great. Yeah, the Caleb Presley and Big Cats, like those, those, those two, they get it. They, 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 they get it over there. That's, I'm a part of my take, guy. Yeah, the shocker. It is. It is a good show. And then that guy who's eating the ice cream, you know, when they're interviewing Kodak Black, he starts dancing. The, the, the other guy starts dancing. Kodak Black starts dancing. Oh, man. Eric, I, I got to be honest. I, I didn't know we were going to close out 2023. I, I've heard you on the postgame shows quoting Shakespeare, um, and, and now you're talking about Kodak Black. I, I I did not have that on my bingo. I had a lot of things on the bingo card that involved you, but not that. A renaissance man. <laughs> uh, oh, that's, that's hilarious play. Uh, you know look at it. Look at it, Florida State and, and whatnot. You know I like to play the what if game. What if they were at full strength? I mean, that obliteration from Georgia, my goodness gracious, that was – here's the what if. What if Louisville would have played Georgia in the Orange Bowl? Oh, boy. Hey, well, I think – I don't want to speak for Kurt, but Zach and I are of the same ilk that we think that it's – it would have been a bloodbath because I think Georgia is probably the best team in the country. I agree. I agree. And If we're going off eye test. In two four seven right, rankings, right, and they, you know, they they had a few people sitting out. You know, full course floors. They had a lot of people sitting out, but I'm I'm so happy we're going through the twelve teams, and I know there's going to be you know some belly aching going on for that thirteenth, fourteenth team, but you're not going to have enough situation where you are undefeated in your uh, conference, especially a Power Five conference like Fort State was and be denied the chance to play a national championship. So I think that's finally going to be uh, taken care of. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I, I just, you know, I, in terms of global football, you, you know, you start to ask who's going to be the quarterback. I think, you know, there was a lot of that discussion with, with Pierce Clarkson taking down the Flyville stuff. From people I've talked to, that there's no need to worry there. Uh, it, it's just, it, it, it's hard. It, it's so difficult in this day and age of college sports when you when you excel in high school and then you you come into college and then you have to wait you have to be patient you have to maybe redshirt but you're better off because of it and you know there is a lot of good talent on that uh, little football team that redshirted this year and I think that down the road in terms of building a program that's just really going to uh, pay dividends and I, I hope that Florida State does not leave the ACC I, I, I think that. Now with this 12-team playoff, I don't see where they really should, especially for that money. And I know that there are definitely people out there who are more familiar with the law than myself, but I know that so much in law is based on precedence. And there really is no precedence for something like this. But if they were allowed, whether it's through political pressure from DeSantis or whoever, to... uh, leave that complicated thing they've got there. What was this? I was listening to one show, and, like, you can't even go in there and with, with the... The grant of rights, the Magna Carta. Yes. Yes, the Magna Carta. Uh, that would set a dangerous precedent. You, talk, you think it's the wild, wild west now. I mean, there would just be potential teams just going every which way but loose. So, 
it, it's going to be interesting to see what, what, what that is. But, you know, it's it's already, what, in Kiribati, uh, what, Tuvalu, I know New Zealand and certain places in Australia. Yeah, my buddy in Japan already texted me and he said a happy new year. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You're a little bit ahead. But I, I'm trying to think. My resolution this year, of course, is to eat more fruits and vegetables uh, and to exercise more. And uh, I don't know. What about y'all? What, what are some of y'all's resolutions? I know Zach is trying to uh, get to his Newsmax and OAN updates uh, before 12.05. That's but, right. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it, it, it depends on, like, you know, how long, what else is going it's on. It's taking way too long. There's too much traffic. <laughs> It's a busy show. <laughs> All right, buddy, Eric, we appreciate it. We'll think about that uh, after the country song of the week to close out the year. So have, uh, happy New Year, buddy, and we'll talk to you next year. Yep, y'all have a, have a good celebration tonight. All right. Gonna Thanks, get wild. Eric. Happy a New Year. A decade ago, I would. Now I'm probably going to be asleep seeing if there's a I wardrobe never, malfunction with uh, Miley Cyrus and her blazer again. Do you remember that? Was that last I year? never... Yeah, maybe a couple of years ago. No, I, yeah, I think I, uh, it was three, two, three years okay. ago. Okay, God, it's just they're all yeah, bored together. Yeah, time flies. I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever been gotten, you know, with the wild stuff. But, uh, yeah, now being wild is like if you're up until midnight, it's like, whoa, I made it. I think Barstool should do their, their show or like their New Year's Day Bowl like at 8 a.m. on oh, New Year's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would be great. Like, they're all hungover. They're, they could be on the CW to lead right into the, the noon games on that, and the artist formerly known as the Outback Bowl. Uh, 437 before we get to Country Song of the Week and take a break, I know we'll get to one piece of Brom sound just to say we can check that off the list on the season as a whole. If you're the teams in the 12-team playoff and you're no doubt a first-round pick, you'd be dumb not to opt out. That's kind of where... I stand on that. Let's see. Uh, Nick is saying that Louisville was snake bit in the bowl game. Yes. Uh, why yeah, can't the portal be open for transfers after the playoffs? Well, it's it can, but e- even if even if it's not open, if you're intending to transfer, you still opt out, right? Yeah. Uh, the talent gap. I mean, Florida State's players are better. As Nick talked about Louisville's lack of execution. That simply means the players weren't good enough. Geez, Nick, come on. No, I, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I disagree with that. The, like, Louisville's defense has good enough players to have won the game. They did not play well. They did not play well in the bowl game. There were missed tackles, uh, a ball fluttering in the air that was more like a punt because it had a hang time for four or five seconds. That's not a lack of talent. It's just a lack of making a play. Um and and I, I don't know. I, I think as things started to go downhill, maybe Louisville was kind of like, yeah, we're done. Meaningless bowl games. That's what it is, like. Yeah, that's what that's yeah, the crutch we use, right? Like. All right, let's see. Uh, does Kern know that Kodak Black is? And d- do you know that Trump pardoned him? And also, how hard is it going to be to adjust the same Power Four conference instead of Power Five? I agree. We're going to be saying Power Three soon. That doesn't roll off the tongue as good. No, it doesn't. The so-called Power, power Four, f- according to Bill Hancock. Four. I'm still going to go Power 5. It's like a basketball. Power power 6. Put them in Power 5. A couple pieces of sound from Brahma to close out uh, this segment before we get to what else is going on. Uh, What Kern is talking about on getting exposed and having crucial turnovers. Here's what Brahm had to say with Jody Dimmel. Again, there's a lot of self-inflicted things early on. You got a touchdown and you had momentum on your side. You You get a stop and then a fumble and then a block punt and it just kind of one thing led to another 
Well, we definitely got exposed in certain areas. That was disappointing. Um, you know, I thought defensively, uh, man, certain areas were not up to par, and I don't mean to point anything out. I think anybody could see with the naked eye that uh, that was not one of our better days, and uh, we can do a lot better. And offensively, we start with a touchdown drive, and then uh, you, know, you come back and we fumble. Um, the quarterback, when they get the ball right there, they take it in for a score, then we get a punt blocked. So the momentum shifts, and then uh, you know, our guys played hard in the second half. We had a chance to fourth down to catch a wide open crossing route, go in the end zone, cut it to seven, and you know, and make the play. So uh, throw was high, and um, you know, so just some inefficiencies that, that hurt us, and it's disappointing. Uh, but you got to use it to you know, drive you to want to work harder uh, for the next year. Jeff Brom on with Jody on 93.9 The Ville via our friends over at Learfield. Uh, to put a bow on the season that was, what to build off, and heading into next season, here's what Brom had to say with you. The last thing is, you obviously, doesn't end the way you want this season to end, but still, big picture, there's you, you can build on things going into the offseason, and, and this is going to, I would assume, hopefully make all those guys that are coming back work even that much harder to, to get better at, at what they can do. Well, it is, and I had a long talk with the team. Uh, we're all disappointed. Uh, you should. Uh, losses hurt. It's supposed to hurt. Uh, losing three in a row in the season is not the way you want, so that'll linger longer, and, and it's supposed to burn. Uh, so you just got to decide, uh, you know, are you going to be willing to individually put in the effort uh, to find a way to be the most dominant player in your position? And uh, it takes work. I mean, it takes study. It takes uh, commitment. Uh, and I think we got unselfish guys. It's just I don't know if they know exactly the amount of work that it's going to take. So our coaches need to be there in the offseason to study extra, to be there for our players, to help them find a way to be the best at their position. That has to be their goal. And if not, uh, we're not going to win the games we want. And I just think individually it has to happen. And as a coaching staff, we got to figure out ways to continue to put our players in the best position to succeed and win. Uh, And it takes all of us doing a better job. But, uh, you know, you either got to want to put the work in or or, or not. And I just think that uh, I do think we have guys that want to do it, but we got to lead and show them the way and they've got to follow. Jeff Brom, post game on with Jody Villa, Learfield, uh, and our friends over at uh, 93.9 The Ville. So there you go with that. So heading into the offseason, it's um, what Jeff Brom had to say and just just pushing it a little harder, as uh, he said. Just get the one in it a little bit more. Coach yeah. speak. You got to love it uh, right there. But um, we got to go to break. Uh, we need to get to break. What else is going on on the other side of Country Song of the Week? Remind me. I got to make the Reese Davis, Ryan Seacrest, Mark the Weinberg. Reese Davis, yes. Uh, I'm so intrigued by this. I hope be. everyone else is too. It's okay if you don't tell us your New Year's resolutions. Everyone said uh, that on the text line. Okay. Well, I told you, Zach. So he's working on it. It's uh, me working I mean, on I've, the imaging. I've, I've got very boring New Year's resolutions. Shocker. So we can go there. Shocker. All right, let's go. Uh, on the other side, what else is going on in Country Song of the Week to close out the show? Uh, maybe some Trilly Donovan tweets. Ooh, there's a tease for the oh, those what? in the business. You like that? What's no, no, Trilly no, no, It's I from can't... a few days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so All it's right. on. Maybe you're on threads. On the other side, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You're locked on the Sunday morning hangover on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. He was sitting there 
his brush in hand Painting waves as they danced upon the sand With every stroke he brought to life The deep blue of the ocean against a morning sky I ask him if he only painted ocean scenes He said for twenty dollars I'll paint you anything Could you paint me a Birmingham? Is this Bun B? It it's not. Who is it? It's, it's Tracy Lawrence. Huh. Paint me a Birmingham. Trying to think of a, a theme to connect these. Uh, not really sure. There's one here. Uh, Alabama playing in semifinal tomorrow. Maybe that. But uh, I love the song. So well, there, there you go. go. Yeah, you see a Tracy Lawrence in. Classic. Classic stuff. Hey, there you stuff. go. Look, yeah, we, we're airing the games tomorrow. So there's a nice little crutch for you to use the reasoning behind that song. Alabama, Michigan. Four o'clock on all sticks. Texas and Washington in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, says 745. That'll probably be closer to 845. Well, I was going to say New Year's Eve is about people going out and getting drunk and acting reckless. So isn't that pretty much like every country song ever? Maybe not sad, though. No, not not sad. that particular song, no, but some, yeah. Uh, who wins the college football playoff games? I think we're going to get an Alabama-Texas rematch in the final with Alabama coming away as the national champion. I know Zach has been like locked into our predictions from the beginning of the year, and I know I cannot even recall uh, other than I had Alabama and maybe Florida State in I had there. Both, I had Washington, and I was on Texas after week two. So. Yeah, you were. We were giving you the, the business about uh, that one did matter, Miami and, and Texas A&M. We battled about that. Uh, somebody saying on the text line, paint me a terminated Kenny Payne coming on the text line. Look, wow. I'm honestly shocked it took this long. We got a couple other KP texts, but it was just talking about the state of basketball, and I don't think it was anything about him actually being terminated. So, uh, yeah, there you go with that. Reminder coming up after us, Colts and Raiders, 12 o'clock, right here on ESPN 680, 105.7. Should be a fun one, 12.30. Liquor Barn's coverage of the Ravens and Dolphins coming up on 93.9 The Ville. Probably cut out a little bit early for pregame coverage with Nick Curran and company over on uh, 93.9 The Ville for Louisville Women's uh, Basketball down in South Beach taking on Miami. I think we're doing a post-game show is what James Black uh, told me earlier this week. So we got you covered for that with uh, Dave's going to think um, Jeff Lightsey's in because I think Chrissy Banta's out. And then Vikings and Packers on Sunday Night Football on ESPN 680, 105.7 and 93.9 The Bill. And we got you covered all day tomorrow. Start at 12.30 for the Citrus Bowl, Iowa. That should be riveting uh, against Tennessee. Uh, and then Oregon yes. and Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl, 1 o'clock, 9.30. And then I'm on 93.9. I just keep saying 9.30 for 93.9. I have no idea why I'm doing that. And then Alabama, Michigan in the Rose Bowl. And Texas and Washington to follow soon after. Yeah, everyone's agreeing with you saying New Year's Eve is amateur night. Um yeah, it's like it's with dudes fighting and girls thrown up in the bathroom while somehow losing a shoe. Yeah, be lying to you if I say I haven't that seen that story. Right. Uh, you know what? If Disney really wanted to go out on a limb with all these child, uh, you know, fairy tale animated movies and Pixar stuff, oh no, they should do one about New Year's Eve. 
No, they probably shouldn't. Maybe uh, maybe for Disney Plus and the teen crowd on there, if the Disney Channel were to have something on that. Uh, 437, yeah, uh, that could, yeah, yeah, that could plant some bad I seeds. I don't think that's a great idea. But, but Trust but me, maybe Walt Disney's not know. listening to me. Uh, well, the, the, the frozen Walt Disney's not listening to me. Yeah. Maybe he has it plugged uh, in there. Tonically frozen or whatever the, yeah, the, they say. All right. Um, let's see. If you're the teams. Okay, we already read that. I think I knocked out all the text. I said that we'd get to some Trilly Donovan stuff. So Trilly oh, Donovan is the college basketball insider. By the way, there's no way around this. Uh, I'm going to make the mixtape with this. I just got followed by Nick. This is going to make you extremely uncomfortable. Zach is going to grin ear to ear. Jeff Brom's massive penis just liked to tweet him. <laughs> All right. Four three seven nine six eighty is the UPS jobs text line. They probably don't want to be associated with that, but nonetheless, uh, that is where we are. Okay, the Trilly Donovan thing that I was alluding to is something that um, the guy's connected to the college basketball world. By all accounts, Ty Spaulding has told me that he's connected to the agency world of some kind of whatnot. So the people have been asking him about just what's going on with the Louisville situation. There's been some folks that have kind of pushed back to some of his reporting that's out there. with uh, the- Like Rick Keeper. Yes, exactly. His name's on the practice facility and whatnot, saying it didn't go down there. So the Patino saga makes Will Wade to Louisville seem impossible, right? That coming down um, from a a follower of his. The biggest question I have for Louisville brass is how much scandal potential are you willing to tolerate? Will Wade and Chris Beard are top-tier options that can flip the program immediately. Is it worth it? Will Wade's not a top-tier option. Again, I'm just regurgitating. I think Chris Beard's a top-tier option. Will Wade is not a top-tier option. I would take Chris Beard over Will Wade, no question. Easily. It's not even a discussion. I wouldn't have Will Wade on the list. I mean, the baggage, yes, but I mean... In, in the grand scheme of things, you say baggage. With with what you're yeah. able to do now, it's it's laughable. Yeah, it's, it's different now, but I mean, what has he done? What results has he produced on the floor, per se. Yeah, last year never got past the Sweet 16. And congrats, you beat Michigan. And Michigan's terrible this year. Why Juwan Howard still I, has his job, I, just, I have no idea. I don't see... I don't see Will Wade being... Uh, I, I mean, Will Wade's a complete non-starter to me. But, but, I think, but I think Chris Beard is someone you would, you would think a lot about. And I know there's, there's obviously baggage there to some degree. Um, but... But I mean, if 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 you're talking about looking the way of somebody that has some baggage, I think it's not even close. You're you're barking up the Chris Beard tree. I don't think you're barking up the Will Wade. Well, tree. and I'm curious too. Is a Goodman uh, and company on the field of '68 stuff talked about this. It's just like that loyalty to Chris Beard too, like of, of at Old Miss to have like. Well, gave sure. him a shot, like, after one year, would he do that to him when hit the AD when he took a chance on him on that? So, Well, uh, and, and that, that's a good question. And, um, you know, I, I think Chris Beard has also been comfortable coaching at football-first Power 5 programs. Um, obviously, Texas Tech, I mean... I think is a foot, you know, Texas, it's football, right? And then, and then Texas itself, obviously a football school, Ole Miss the same. Um, does he want to jump into a place where it is primarily basketball? Maybe so, maybe not, but that could be a, a big deciding factor too. Um, obviously that's all way down the road because Louisville still has a men's basketball yeah. coach. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know they, if they, if there comes a time where the job is open, 
Um, obviously, they're if things continue on the current trajectory, maybe that does happen after the end of the, the, the season. Um, I, I would think Chris Beard would be a thought. I would think we've talked about it a lot, uh, but but I would, you know, Scott Drew's a name that's been out there a lot. Cost you can't you. really argue with what, yeah, it is, but you can't, but he doesn't make that much money at Baylor and you can't argue with his success on the floor uh, the last 15 or so years. So This turnaround um, would be a cupcake compared to the turnaround he had at Baylor. I mean, nobody, <laughs> right. no one here is murdering anybody. Just Kenny Payne murdering uh, the basketball program. Well, well you there can you go. Then, that. Zach e. C. On that for yeah, your yeah. boy ZC on Twitter right there. All right. Uh, I'll be, be here all week. Yes, I know. Uh, we, Ruelco and LSO and us. So we Zachy C's getting opportunities to give takes, and I you love that. Yeah, you can't you can't avoid me too long. Uh, let's see. All right, here is the sound of Ryan Seacrest and Reese Davis. I'm going to bring a full circle on the Mark Weinberg stuff before we get into what else is going on. Can't play the music and open without uh, this. So here's what it sounded like uh, when Ryan Seacrest threw to Reese Davis. Also, counting down the minutes to the big show tomorrow night here in Times Square. As we anticipate the ball drop, we've got performances in Times Square from Jelly Roll, LL Cool J, Megan the Stallion, plus Cardi B from Miami, Post Malone from Las Vegas, and an epic L.A. party featuring Green Day and many more. So join us tomorrow night right here, live at 8 Eastern for New Year's Rockin' Eve on ABC. And Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Ryan, and if you really love the dogs, you'll accept the invitation to come be the celebrity guest picker on College Game Day one week. <laughs> now Capital One, proud to present Walk the Moon live from the Capital One Orange. Reese Davis and I have something in common. Ryan Seacrest, or Mark, we- Mark Weinberg's my Ryan Seacrest. We try to get the, the, the ongoing wow, joke. Is I, I had no idea to, where you're going with that, but that was perfect. The, the ongoing joke is I send out each year. They don't even have to come on the show. I just send out their predictions to for Super Bowl for the meteorologists. A lot of them, shout out to Jay Cardosi and Matt Milosevic, they get back to me. Weinberg gives me a paragraph on why he can't send a message right there. So that's the beauty of that right there. Maybe this year will no, be different. And the best, the, the best part is, like, I mean, with all due respect to, to both individuals, Seacrest probably really is too busy to go wherever they are for college game day. Like, that guy has 16,000 jobs. You're just asking for a couple of words. Yeah. In Just, an email. You could do like abbreviations. Yeah, that's all I'm asking for. All right, it's your least favorite segment. It's our favorite segment to close out 2023. It is what else is going on right here on your sports station and the ESPN Louisville app, ESPN 681. Now it's time for what else is going on with Nick Curran and Nick Evans. And Zachy C and Phil Baker. Maybe in 2024, we will work on that imaging. All right, first up. Let's see. You were talking about the college football playoff. Uh, I I was speed reading something. You know what, Zach? Give your 30-second rundown of what happened in the Cotton Bowl, and then we'll go into the predictions of the 14 playoff. Oh, boy. That offensive line was an absolute turnstile. It was just an absolute joke. I can't judge either quarterback properly because they never had time to throw. Ryan Day, just the... Everybody calls him an offensive genius, but that play call, that play calling was just completely unimaginative. Back-to-back years, you'll lose the last two games of the year. Your three goals are to beat Michigan, win the Big Ten, win the national title. He's 0 for 9 the last three years. Don't give me 56 and 8. He's 1 and 7 against teams in the top 10, teams with equal talent. Congratulations. You beat Rutgers in Maryland. That's not the standard at Ohio State. If Brian Day got fired tomorrow, I would be thrilled. I want a real close. Whoa, we- 
We know. expectations, I was baby. If we were going to call for his job. That didn't happen. Bye bye, Ryan. Happened. Wow. I, there it I is. I called wow. for it after the Michigan game. This should have been the end of it. I know. There it is. Uh, who do you like in the fourteen playoff? Go. Alabama's going to beat Michigan, and I'm going to actually go with an upset. I'm going to take Washington. Over You've Texas. been on Washington, okay? And You've you're been champion. On Texas. You've been on Texas all year, and now you're jumping on. Well, he's been on Penix. You're right. He has been on Texas as a team, but he loves Michael Penix Jr. I know. Okay. I'm, yeah. I, I actually I want. I'm more interested in that game than I am the Michigan Alabama. Game for obvious reasons, but I think Washington Texas is going to be a fascinating matchup. But that with Penix against Texas pass defense, which is not very good. But I'm, you know what, you got to go against the grain every now and then. I'm going Huskies. Okay, I love it, Nick. Let's say you. I'm going Bama Texas uh, for the championship, and Alabama avenges its only loss on the year and wins a national title. I'm going to go Bama and Washington, and I'm going to go um, Alabama roll tide. Nick Saban. I'm going to say Michigan. I'm going to say it would be pretty rich, though. I mean, come on. I'm they going with Washington to win it all. I think the winner of Washington, Texas, wins it. the title. Would be great. Uh, all right. The top stories from, well, let's talk about the Pop-Tart Bowl. I just, I said to Zach, you see, I loved it at first, and then I just got marinated with way too much Pop-Tart stuff. I, uh, yeah, it was fine, but. It did what it was supposed eating, to do. It's it's not a Pop-Tart it problem. Did, it's a me problem. Eat Eating the mascot was a really creative thing. It just got really creepy. It got creepier than I thought it was going to. Again, well, I think with the tax lawyer Gator Bowl, there needs to be something where Gators eat, get to eat like a paper mache of an accountant or something there like that. That would, that, be, would that would be pretty be, creepy as well. That would yeah. be great. Uh, all right. Let's see. The top stories from 2023. Do you want to guess some of them? Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. Yep. That is uh, that is down yeah. the list. So the, the well, year look, Taylor Swift memorized the NFL front office sports. Okay. The NFL so is on is pace for the best. Related. So the NFL is on pace for the best television performance in eight seasons, with audiences growing seven percent from 2022 to 17.5 million average viewers through Week 15. Mm, the Aaron Rodgers story has to be up there. I'm surprised we haven't asked Nick about his thoughts on the Bills Chargers Peacock exclusive game last week. I know he didn't watch it. Uh, I didn't see get, a single second. Hey, get of ready. Um, Playoff game. It's coming. He's been on, yeah, the text line's having fun with that. Please mark, there's seven texts say, and then on my personal phone, please mark that he's been on Penix all year. Yes, trust me. Uh, he was a fan more. favorite of Penix. Uh, you can save that, too. Uh, let's see. Did, uh, Messi did, was another did, big one. Oh, go ahead, Nick. Messi. Did the, did the NBA in-season tournament make the top sports stories of 2023? Uh, let's see. I'm on it. I knew you had that up there. Let's see. The year streamers uh, truly infiltrated live sports. They're talking about the Netflix getting in the experiment with that. Yeah. Uh, talking about Vegas making there. The year of uncertainty for ESPN. The year crypto crash and burned. Oh, uh, um, yeah. The year Sin City became a sports destination. Shohei Atani from the market value. Oh, Shohei. Big money. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the year the Pac-12 collapsed. Oh, it's gone. And the prime effect that took over Boulder, even though they didn't make a bull. Coach yeah. Prime was uh, was a big one. Um, yeah, everyone was. That was that was certainly huge. I don't think there's any doubt about that. There you go. Save that for the big tape as well. Kalen Clark, Clark should be on there. Did you see they killed... Kalen Fra- Clark mania. Do you see your station Fox News killed off uh, Frank Thomas? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. He's did very they? much alive and did not enjoy Fox News proclaiming that he was dead there this There was week. an old baseball player named Frank Thomas. Yeah, there died. is a Frank Thomas who is dead. Big hurt, huh? Well, 
I guess yeah, he's apparently. not. I guess I mean, he is permanently big, hurt. He is big hurt after that. He's he's permanently hurt. The, the one, one of the all time great baseball games for Super Nintendo. Frank Thomas, big hurt baseball. Was a huge fan of that. All right, fun show. Did you say my station, Fox News, killed him off? Well, it's apparently so. Well, it could have been you or Zach. I don't know. If you sound like you have a guilty conscience, Zach's going to be breaking down the OAN Newsmax top stories of the year coming up at 12.05. Uh, yeah, we can, we can do a whole show on... <laughs> On, on <laughs> yeah, that. Well, trust me, you would biggest. All right, fun show. Reminder, full day play-by-play. Nick's got you covered. 3.30 over on 93.9 The Bill for pregame. Louisville and women's. Uh, the Louisville women taking on Miami down in South Florida. Appreciate my it. Parents are, my parents are keeping Eliza today. I think they're tuned in. Hello, Eliza Kerr. Oh, nice. How about that? All right, happy birthday to Ennis. It's Ennis's birthday and Joey McIntyre. Oh, new kids on the block. Mark. And Zachy C's favorite, Donald Trump Jr., We'll talk to you next week. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at UPSJobsKY.com. That's UPSJobsKY.com. 